everyone, welcome back. My name is Yumei Chang, and I'm the founder of Life is Love School, where we teach adult survivors of childhood abuse how to live a happier and healthier life. Today's topic is how to stop blaming yourself for the end of a relationship. This topic is super important because childhood abuse survivors has a tendency in general for self-blaming, and when it comes to relationships, it gets even stronger. So the reason for this is when you're a child and something happens, bad things happen, you have a tendency to put that all on yourself because in your mind, your parents are perfect. So if they're perfect, but you are being treated poorly, you're being abused, you're being neglected, abandoned, or you're not being provided basic food and supplies, then you would blame yourself because if they're perfect, and bad things are happening, then it must be you. So that's one of the reasons. And we also don't have the capacity as a child being very self-centered to see that, oh, it could be another person's fault. As a child, by default, the way we think is very self-centered. So everything revolves around us and therefore if something bad happens, it must also be attributed to us, even if that's not correct. It's also a survival response. There's something called perceived control, meaning that if bad things are happening and we blame ourselves for it, at least we feel like if we were to change ourselves in some way, things could get better. However, if we attribute the bad things to the parents being abusive or the parents being narcissistic, we don't have control over their behavior. So then the world feels very chaotic. So it may sound counterintuitive, but a child blaming herself for the bad behaviors of the parents is actually a way that the child is trying to take back the control that she feels she doesn't have. And a third reason is that the human brains is a meaning-making machine. So when something bad happens, especially children because they don't know any better, they would try to formulate a reason of why am I being treated this way? So they'll come up with reasons. Unfortunately, a lot of times children come up with reasons that just don't make sense. A child that's being abused might say, well, it must be because I don't look very good or it must be because I'm not smart enough or it must be because my parents never really wanted to have me and I was unwanted. That's why they were mistreating me. Even though that attribution, that reasoning is not correct, it becomes a part of that person's core belief. So they hold on to this belief even as they grow up. And unless they actively challenge it, this I'm not good enough message then becomes ingrained. So what happens when a childhood trauma survivor has this message of self-blame, of I'm not good enough, everything is my fault? and they go into the adult world, they have a tendency to both attract and keep people that will reinforce that message. So the typical example is a narcissistic partner. A narcissism um, makes that person basically impervious to blame. So a narcissistic partner would never own up any responsibility and they would instead shift all the blame onto their partner. So if you're used to blaming yourself everything, it's sort of like a key in a lock scenario and it fits perfectly. 
if you were abused as a child, it literally sets up you to be abused again as an adult. And this is in psychology, they call this re-victimization. And it's a very real phenomenon. So how do you end this? Especially if you're somebody who's been repeatedly having a track record of attracting and keeping narcissistic abusive partners, or if you are struggling really hard to get out of a toxic relationship or trying to end the rumination that's keeping you trapped emotionally in a relationship that no longer works. So um, number one is that you have to understand a concept called euphoric recall. So when euphoric recall hits, it usually happens after a, a breakup or after a fight. You forget all the bad things that happen and you only remember the good things. And so part of stopping that self-blame is to realize that not everything in a relationship is your fault. The maximum it could be is maybe it's 50-50, but there is a reason why you said or why you did certain things that you did. Even if you regret losing your temper or saying something that was hurtful, remember that there was a reason that you said what you said. And if you need some help, remembering the reasons why you were unhappy in a relationship, write it down. That is actually one of the most effective way to counter euphoric recall because when it hits, it's oftentimes too late. So you want to write that list down before you start only remember the good days. It helps balance out your perspective. And one of the things that I advise clients to do is to read that list say as soon as you wake up in the morning and then maybe midday and then read it again before you go to bed kind of as a uh, precaution so that euphoric recall does not set in and another reason or another way to stop self-blame is to recognize that ruminating the what could i have done better what could have uh what what if i were to not have done that etc is a way of the mind refusing to accept what has happened if a relationship is broken, then it's broken. And the healthy way to process it is actually to feel the emotions. But for those of us that are very analytical, we could actually get lost into thinking, right? Like, oh, what if I were to do this? What do you think the outcome would be? And that's a subtle way of actually avoiding feeling the feelings that we don't want to feel. So this tends to happen to very analytical people where we use thinking as a mechanism to run away from feeling the emotions that are difficult. So just recognize that ruminating could be a way of avoiding emotions. And the only way to have the emotions pass through us to, is to actually feel it versus running away from it. Another reason or another way to stop the self-blame is to recognize that you may feel like you said or did something and that is what broke the relationship, but that's not true. In fact, you cannot ruin a good relationship by setting boundaries. You cannot ruin a good relationship by being honest and open about who you are and what your needs are. So you have to remember that. Anyone who would leave just because you're setting boundaries or are asking for what you need wasn't there for you in the first place. They were only looking for a doormat and they never really loved you for who you are. 
So when you come from that perspective, you know that you didn't really lose anything. Now, the last point, and I think is, is also very, very important, is that you have to forgive yourself to end the rumination. So in coaching, we always say, you know, you have to be compassionate towards yourself because you're always doing the best you can with the knowledge you have at the time. So knowing this, forgive yourself for not doing better because if you knew better, you would have done better, right? So it's never fair to say, oh yeah, in hindsight, I shouldn't have even you know, dated this person or in hindsight, I should have heated a red flag and just cut them out or you know, in hindsight, if I didn't do this, it wouldn't have happened that way. It doesn't work, life doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way for anybody. And just trust that everything is happening at the right place at the right time. Not all relationships are meant to last forever. In fact, a lot of times you have to let go of the old in order to make space for the new. Just ask yourself, right? Sit down with a piece of paper. How often did you recognize that in your life, something that you thought was bad turned out later to lead to something much better? I'm sure if you really think about it, you'll come up with plenty of examples. But I think when we're holding on hard to what is, we refuse to, to recognize that what we're letting go may open up the space for something a lot better. So I hope you find today's content helpful. As always, love to have you join me in our women-only membership group. And I'll also put a link for a free newsletter. I send out information on how to identify and heal from abuse, as well as tips for growing and self-love in my free newsletter. And if you're looking to grow and heal, I highly encourage you to get on the newsletter for the free information. Until next time, have a wonderful week.